can't get enough of the podcast? Lucky for you, our video IQ platform on adorebeauty.com.au houses thousands of articles on skincare, makeup, hair care, and more. Plus, you can find a heap of video tutorials, ingredient spotlights, and brand breakdowns on our YouTube channel. Just click on Beauty IQ in the menu bar of the website or app or search Adore Beauty on YouTube for more beauty content. Before we begin today's episode of Beauty IQ Uncensored, we acknowledge First Nations people as the traditional owners of the lands and waters of Australia. We recognise and pay our respects to elders past, present and future whose lands were never ceded. Christina Rodolfo is a New York-based writer, editor, beauty expert and content creator. Plus, she's the former beauty director for Elle and Women's Health. Welcome, Christina. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I was just saying offline that I already follow you on Instagram. I'm a big fan and it's just so nice to see the diversity and representation in beauty. And yeah, it's just amazing. Firstly, I have to ask you what you thought of Australia because <laughs> you were in Sydney last year and your partner is Australian. That's right. Yeah, my fiance, Michael, he is from Sydney. So, you know, after a couple years of lockdown and him not being able to go home, we wanted to make sure that we could spend a good long time back in Sydney. And so we were there for two months and it was amazing. It was my first time ever going. I was truly so in love with the city. I feel like I could totally see myself living there long term. And in terms of just first impressions, there's a lot of slang that I learned. <laughs> I had a... <laughs> What did you learn? Tell us. I mean, I think one of the first ones was bottle which I was just like, oh, yeah. what, what is that? And so it, the liquor store, yeah. <laughs> the liquor store. And, you know, like people, like friends saying like, oh, you know, let's go to the bottle Let's let's get a whatever before a party. And I'm just like, what is that? And so I... I've had to keep a running notes app, a uh, notes app note <laughs> oh of my God, all I love of the different slang words that I just completely didn't know. <laughs> and people would just say very casually. Um, so that was one thing that I definitely had to adjust to. Uh, I would say that the sense of humor is definitely a lot more blunt and sometimes more crass. Yes. <laughs> Very crass. I Yes, I agree with that. I actually was in New York. I lived there for two years and that's one thing I did notice too. I was like, okay, I need to dial it down a little bit. Well, I think when it's delivered with your accent, it's a lot more, char- it's a lot more charming. Like for me, I'm just like, oh my goodness. Like, okay, we're getting, we're getting real comfortable here. Like, I love it though. I, I definitely love the energy and it's, it's all good fun. Like I, I had such a fun time. I think that while I was there, I feel like I had a better work-life balance. I think that Sydney in particular, like I was staying in Bondi. So I was right near the coastal walk. I could go to the beach every day if I needed to. And so I feel like I just had more nature in my life. And like being in New York City, nature is definitely not a thing that we have here as much. So yeah, it's like a unicorn. It's more like rubbish outside. That was one thing that I was taken aback. I was like, yes, they literally just put rubbish on the street. But yeah, that would have been beautiful. But New York has its own amazing, you know, things that make it what it is but it's so nice that you were able to experience that in Sydney so and we would be more than happy to have you here permanently so <laughs> let us know and yeah <laughs> we'd love to have you honorary yeah no I could be an honorary Australian I think that it was really fun just getting to also know the beauty space in Australia like I am so yeah just amazed by the growth of the beauty industry in Australia like it's I got to know so many new mm. brands that I hadn't yeah. connected with before because they're not in the U.S like ultraviolet, um, you know, rationale, like I didn't really know about these brands. 
trends. Um, there's another one, Bang and Body. Yeah, I'm so glad you got to experience that because I think you're starting to hear whispers around the world, like globally, that people are kind of cottoning on to the fact that there are so many amazing, innovative beauty brands that are coming out of Australia. Like we call it A Beauty. So yeah, like your ultraviolet and there's so many more. So I'm so glad you got to kind of get a taste of that. But yeah, all right. Speaking of your partner, actually, you're getting married this year. I am. Do you have a vision of your beauty look? So for my wedding, which is actually just one month away. Uh, <gasps> oh my God. Crazy, crazy to think about it. And by the time this episode's out, it will be like exactly a month away. I, I've been thinking about my beauty look for a really long time, like yeah. even before I had a partner. Uh, I think that Standard. even before I ever went on yeah. like my first date with my fiance, Michael, I've already had a vision in my head. And so as a, you know, someone who works in the beauty industry, I've gotten to interview and work with so many amazing makeup artists, hairstylists. And so I feel like I've just been collecting inspiration for a long time. I think some makeup artists that I love are like Patrick Ta. Oh, like I love yes. Patrick Ta's work. Just really glowy skin, very contoured, very just like that soft glam kind of subtle yeah. smoky eye, like not too heavily. It looks, I mean, you are wearing makeup, but it doesn't look like you're caked up, you know? Yeah. Like I think that he just does skin so beautifully. Obviously, Pat McGrath and all of the makeup artists that work under her are incredibly talented. I would say that I also like Hung Van Gogh. Oh, I love, he's my fave, yeah. <laughs> his style of makeup on his clients is also like full glam, but also skin looks really healthy and fresh. So yes. I feel like that is what I'm going for. I would say my makeup look is going to be very skin forward. Like when I did my trial, mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I just want my skin to look amazing. That's like my biggest priority. Yeah. And then for my hair, I really am going to go classic. I think I'm going to yeah. do an updo, which is surprising because I have really long hair and it's usually like my favorite thing is to wear it down and in curls. But uh. I think with the dress that I'm wearing, I think an updo and something more classic and romantic will work well. Oh, that's so exciting. Yeah, I love all of those looks you mentioned and those artists are also amazing. I think we are moving towards that like skin prep and like yes. enhancing like your, you know, like a skin like finish, but still soft glam. Yes. Like, seems to be where everyone's heading. So you're just going to look so beautiful. We can't wait to see the photos. I hope so. <laughs> I am also potentially planning, you know how people do a dress change before the reception? Yes. I'm thinking do of doing a beauty change. Like Ooh. I'm thinking of switching it up in the middle. <laughs> So oh my we'll God, see. You've just pioneered the beauty no, change. No, no. I, I think that. other people have done this before. <laughs> but I, I mean, for this ceremony, like I know that I want to have a neutral lip, you know, especially if you're going to be kissing your groom. You don't want to have red lipstick like all yes. over. Red lip. <laughs> I yeah. love red lipstick. So I feel like it's definitely what I would wear for a party. So I feel like I might switch to a red lip after, you know, getting that ceremony photo and, and everything. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Oh, <laughs> maybe we'll see a pop of red or something. A, a reception change. We're looking forward to the photos. That's such a good idea. <laughs> now to your career. I'd love to know why were you drawn to a career in the beauty industry and how did that transpire? Sure. So I have always loved beauty from a very young age. I have a younger sister. I would constantly use her as my personal doll where I would fix her hair. I would, you know, we'd play with makeup, we'd play with nail polish, we would try everything, honestly. Like, I feel like my favorite thing to do after school when I was in junior high, around, you know, 12, 13 years old, 
I would go across the street to a drugstore and I would just go along the beauty aisle in the drugstore. And all I was allowed to actually wear was clear lip gloss. But there was this lip smackers lip gloss that I was obsessed with that had a watermelon scent to it. And it's funny because so many beauty products are watermelon scented now, like Glow Recipe, yeah. like they have... <laughs> Yeah, they have like the lip pop that's watermelon scented. That's one of my favorite lip balms too. So it's so funny that like it all started there when I was, you know, maybe 12 years old and just starting to explore the beauty aisles in the drugstore. And since then, like throughout high school, I was the girl wearing like blue eyeliner and trying out different, you know, lipsticks and things. And I was always doing people's hair for prom and I was doing my friend's makeup for school dances. I feel like it's always just been something that I, I loved, but I knew when I was going into the editorial world in the magazine world I wanted to be a fashion editor actually so it's funny looking back and thinking how I really thought that I was going to go into the fashion industry and obviously it's connected to the beauty industry it's all related but I think that you know what I realized in starting out in the fashion industry and working as a fashion writer is that I think I loved personal style and I loved getting dressed and, you know, picking out an outfit for myself. Yeah. But when it came time to reporting on the fashion industry, I just don't think that the passion was there for me. Like, I think that in working with other fashion editors, seeing how excited they are about new collections and designers and who's the creative director at this new fashion house. And, you know, I feel like, oh, I I don't know if I'm like as in it as everyone else is. So I was kind of on the hunt for a while Mm. on what is it that I want to be writing about. So eventually I was, you know, an associate editor at Elle.com and I was writing about everything from celebrity news to pop culture to fashion and beauty and so that's when I first got my first beauty assignments and from then on I just knew I wanted to work in beauty because I think what is amazing about it is just the story that it can tell about society about ourselves and how we present ourselves in the world I think beauty is really universally relatable you know like a red lipstick yeah can transcend different cultures it can can transcend language barriers I think that it it can be expensive or it could be five dollars and a red lip is a red lip I feel like it's something that everyone can relate to and when it comes to trends I think what it communicates a lot about our world today is like what what is popular so when it comes to things like the clean girl look where people are like more minimalist and like skin focused and doing less you know of that glam full coverage makeup look I think what that says is like okay we've had a few years of being indoors because of lockdown everyone had a lot of time to focus on their skincare yeah so what happened was everyone got obsessed with skincare and now we all just like want to focus on skin when it comes to makeup it's like extended to makeup now so You know, and that's just one example of the way that beauty can really communicate what's going on in the world and the news right now. That whole answer just spoke to my soul because this is so funny, but the parallels between us are uncanny. I started as a fashion ed. I always loved, like you loved everything under that umbrella of fashion and beauty. And then I felt so lucky that that kind of fire within me started burning about beauty. And I was like, oh my God, this is where I'm meant to be now. And it's just following that as well. And I feel so lucky that I've been here the last, you know, four or five years. And yeah, exactly what you said. So many people see beauty as like a surface value thing. But whenever I speak to people, I'm like, for me, it goes deeper than that. Like 
that red lip thing you said. I remember when AOC wore that in, you know, mm-hmm. in the Senate. Yeah, she wears a Steeler such... shade. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know that? Oh, I know the exact yeah, shade. Yeah, she's wearing... shared it before. Oh, amazing. Yeah, like that mm-hmm. was such an iconic moment for me. I remember writing that at one of my old beauty jobs and they got rid of it. And I was like, oh my God, it's so like important. Like it speaks to, you know, across so many cultures and people. And it's such a, for women, it's, I so agree with all of that. And speaking to like, that's one of the things I love about beauty that I didn't find in fashion is, you know, price doesn't always mean quality. Like some of my favorite products are on the more affordable end of the scales. Now, can you tell me a little bit about your AM and PM skincare routine? Are there, do you have like any holy grails? Sure. So when it comes to skincare, I'm extremely boring and I do that after years of trial and error. So testing beauty products is a part of the job. It was as an editor and now as I'm, you know, a full-time beauty influencer, it's definitely a big part of the job. Yeah. And so I'm constantly creating videos about reviewing products and testing things out. But I think even with my job requirement of testing products, I'm super conservative when it comes to introducing new items to my routine. Mm. So for my morning routine, I use a really gentle cleanser. Yep. It's literally just a CeraVe hydrating cleanser, you know, drugstore staple. Yeah. Uh, And then after that, I use a face reality mandelic acid serum. So Mm. it's quite interesting. I made the switch over to mandelic acid serum in the fall after having used azelaic acid and vitamin C together because I wanted to address hyperpigmentation and, you know, even out tone and texture. Yeah. So when I went to get a facial with Sophie Pavitt, who is an incredible esthetician based in New York City, she actually introduced me to the idea of using mandelic acid instead of combining azelaic plus vitamin C. Mm. So I decided to try it out. And honestly, my skin has never been happier. I think it's helped a ton when it comes to my acne. Wow. So I use mandelic acid serum in the morning. And then after that, I just apply sunscreen. That's like a three-step routine. Well, I'll put in eye cream too. So four-step routine. (laughs) Still streamlined. (laughs) A four-step routine. It's very streamlined. And in terms of eye cream, I'm always testing out different things, but I really like the Summer Fridays eye cream. Mm -hmm. It has like a really like illuminating effect under the eyes, which is nice, especially if you look a little tired in the morning. I don't, yeah, I don't know if we have that. But we have so many amazing sunscreen brands and obviously because of our harsh sun, 50 plus broad spectrum is, yeah, we have a lot of good brands that um, do that. So definitely. Well, sunscreen is something that I'm always testing and switching out, you know, different ones. Uh, I prefer a mineral sunscreen, actually, because I noticed that when I try other formulas, I tend to break out. So my skin's quite sensitive when it comes to different ingredients. So I just stick to mineral sunscreen. Yeah. <laughs> For the evening, I let me think. So I also use a hydrating cleanser from CeraVe. I use the same cleanser. I prefer to have a cleanser that doesn't have any actives in it because I will be applying them after. So yeah. I use CeraVe like hydrating cleanser. And then after that, I apply prescription tretinoin and benzoyl peroxide combo. It's a, you know, the prescription's called Twinio. And it's been prescribed by my dermatologist who I've been working with for five years or so. And it's honestly been incredible. Like I think tretinoin is a game changer in your routine. Mm-hmm. And well, any retinoids amazing in your routine. I feel like, especially now that, you know, I'm in my thirties now, I feel like I'm especially focused on anti-aging, yeah. <laughs> even though, even though I'm still very young, I yes. mean, it's, it's, you might as well be preventative, right? So, yeah, exactly. Uh, so introducing a, like a retinoid in your routine is definitely something to prioritize for me. Yeah. 
Uh, so I apply that prescription, you know, retinoid. And then after that, I just apply like a really strong moisturizer that's like not strong, but a really rich moisturizer. Okay. That uh, is great for barrier repair. Because I think yes. that that's one thing that I am super focused on right now is just barrier repair. Yeah, it's the year of the barrier. Yeah. Like, I, looking I feel after like, your skin barrier. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I totally over exfoliated for years. And, <laughs> yeah, and that's there. why my face was always red and irritated. So now I just like want to give it a hug. Like, here, just like slather. Yeah, exactly. Slather Comfort, on yeah. The comforting cream, whatever it is. And that one I, I test. What creams are you using? So, uh, First Aid Beauty has uh, the Ultra Repair Cream, which I absolutely yes. love. I literally just finished a jar of it. I also like uh, Skin Fix, the triple lipid peptide, you know, cream. That one is incredible. I also have used, let me think, what have I used recently? I'm honestly just always testing different things. I feel like, oh, Fresh Beauty has a black tea night cream yeah. that is so amazing and hydrating. I feel like that has been a game changer for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm like looking around my room, like seeing what, like, I'm like, yeah, no, those are good. Those are good <laughs> ones. We actually stock the first aid one, so I'm adding that to oh, God. Yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, and I use the CeraVe cleansing oil. Like I've used so many fancy ones, but I always go back to that. Um, I, I use the oilish kind of one, but um, such a good tip about the Mandelic because I use a vitamin C in the morning with SPF and yeah. maybe I want to switch over. You've influenced me. Consider me influenced. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think my skin would just wasn't responding well to vitamin C or maybe I was just using too high of a percentage, you know, so. Right, yeah, it can be irritating. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad I made the switch. Maybe it will work for you too. Yeah, amazing. And 100%, 100 emoji to retinols. I'm in my 30s too, so I'm definitely uh, incorporating that in. <laughs> now, you're often sporting a red lip, so I'd first like to know your, I know this is going to be hard, but your top three red lippies. So lippies, Australian abbreviation for lipstick. <laughs> and secondly, how do you get them to last and look flawless? Sure. So um, this actually is an easy question for me to answer because I tend to go to the same go-to reds. Like I I'll try many different brands, but some of my favorite are the Dior 999. Oh, yes, I have Forever. that. <gasps> yeah. It's so good. I mean, they do it in many different formats, but the mm -hmm. Forever Liquid Matte Liquid Lipstick is my favorite, especially for long wear. Like if you don't want it to budge while you're eating or drinking, like that is a good formula. So Dior 999 is really nice and classic. Pat McGrath has the Elsin 4 shade that is like a really deep scarlet red. That's incredible. Taylor Swift has worn it on, <laughs> on, the, on, on the red carpet. So I'm Love just it. as like a, yeah, as, as somebody who like is always like seeing like what celebrities are using and things, it's yeah. always like a fun fact to throw in yeah. when you're like, I wear the same lipstick as Taylor, as Taylor Swift. <laughs> so um, that one isn't amazing. And then I really like um, four collection cream lip stain in always red. Like that one's really nice. And then Armani Beauty's Lip Power in 400. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, okay. I might check that one out. We have the Dior on site and I have the 999 and it's beautiful. Like, yes. I try not to wear it too much. On days I want to wear something that's not as sexy, I'll wear this one that I have on, which you guys can't see at home, but it's Mac Chili. It's Ooh. not as rich as the Dior one, but it's just a good like. No, it looks so beautiful. You know, yeah, diamond. like the, the Mac Chili like suits your skin tone so nicely. Yeah, well, I actually have been told a few years to try Mac Chili for my skin tone and never got around to it. But I also, because I have naturally dark lips, I do this little hack where I put concealer on first just to even out my lip color and then I'll put on top. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, those are good recos. Thank you. <laughs>
Now, as a beauty aficionado, what are your fave products you've tried so far this year? I wouldn't be, you know, reveal your favorite products because that would be impossible, but just what you've <laughs> tried this year, what are some of your faves? Sure. I mean, it's definitely tough because I could talk to you for yeah. hours. <laughs> Another two I hours. I could talk to you for <laughs> hours about things that I've tried, but uh, some things that come to mind are uh, Danessa Mirix Beauty, a Yummy Skin Balm. It comes in different shades, but I use the universal one. And so it's this amazing, I would call it a primer. You like you apply it before foundation and it just adds a beautiful like blur to your skin that makes Ooh. it look really nice and is super hydrating. Great for before foundation. I really like the Tower 28 mascara. I, I don't know if you guys have Tower 28 over there. I don't think we do. <laughs> I'm like, I should think of brands that are in in Australia. <laughs> no, that's okay. No, you're authentic. Okay. <laughs> so Tower 28's uh, Make Waves <laughs> mascara is incredible. It's a vegan formula and it works for my like short lashes. So I don't know, like, I feel like all Asian girls can struggle with me, like short, straight lashes that do not hold a curl. Yeah. And somehow, somehow this formula actually does. And the founder, Amy Liu, like she's Asian. So I'm wondering if like, you know, I'm sure I'm sure that she tested it it herself. So I'm like, okay, I trust her. Like if it works for her, it's going to work for me. And it definitely works for me. So the Tower 28 mascara has been amazing. I really like Kosas. Yeah. Kosas just came out with this highlighter type of product called Glow IV. And it's basically like a liquid, you could use it under foundation, but you could also use it as a highlighter. And it's just this really beautiful pearlescent kind of finish that adds, you know, that dewiness back into your skin. So it's like a skincare makeup hybrid product, which I've been seeing a lot of lately. So yeah, those are a couple things that come to mind just in the makeup category. Yeah. Yeah. Like just makeup for now. I feel like I have to stick to one category. Otherwise I'm going to keep you here all day. We'll be here for, yeah. <laughs> so, so fun. Now I have one bonus question, random. What is your go-to karaoke song? This is so funny. I'm curious as to why you're asking me this question. <laughs> There's no rhyme or reason. The bonus questions are random AF. We just throw them in there. Oh my gosh. Well, that's funny because I am like a karaoke queen. I was like, have you? Yeah. Like I grew up in a Filipino household and just like karaoke is huge in Filipino culture and singing in general is huge in Filipino culture. So I grew up like going to family parties and we would just have this, like, we call it the magic mic. And like, it's uh, not, not like the Channing Tatum magic mic, mic. but it had a bunch of like songs logged and then you could just type in, you know, different numbers and it was like a full-on karaoke machine at home. So I love karaoke. My go-to song for karaoke, I mean, I actually have a whole Spotify playlist Ooh, of love that. songs that I sing so that when I'm at a karaoke party, I can like look at it <laughs> so I remember. Yeah. But I would say Celine Dion is definitely a, a crowd pleaser just because everyone can belt Brave. it out you know, yep. very badly and have the best time. So <laughs> yes. I would say it's all coming back to me now by Celine Dion. I think that that is just, it's very ambitious, but also that's yeah. what's fun. It's because there's no way that I could sing it. So say so we might as well just have a good time. Just yeah. have a good time. And, and everyone is, you know, screaming at the top of their lungs. <laughs> so it's, it's really fun. <laughs> Perfect answer. Well, thank you so much, Christina, for chatting to us today. It's been an absolute pleasure. I loved all the tips and how 
relax. I'm, I've definitely re- taken mental notes. So please come back for a second time. We'd love to have you again. And I'd love to be on again. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It's <laughs> so you. fun to connect, you know, with an Australian just because I, I you know, know. obviously you guys have a special place <laughs> in my heart. I feel like I totally fell in love with, you know, Australia when I went to visit. So I'll definitely be back and hopefully can come down to see yes, you guys, please. <laughs> yes, please. We'll have you. You're an honorary Australian already. So yeah, we'd love to have you anytime. Chat soon. Thanks everyone for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends. It helps other people to discover us. And also we really want to know what you thought about this podcast. So if you can leave us a review, that would be much appreciated. <laughs>